Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, David Begin of Begin Insights. Hey, Car Wash Nation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. This particular podcast is a continuation of our discussions with Dave Edwards from Car Wash on Hamlin Highway in Northeast Pennsylvania and Stefano DiPietro, I believe is his last name. He's the chief meteorologist for WBRE and WYOU in Northwest Pennsylvania. And this particular conversation talks a lot about weather in general and weather forecasting, which is something If you're in the car wash business, you're interested in weather for obvious reasons. But he also talks about the car wash specific forecast that he does and why that benefits his viewing audience. So without further ado, here's the rest of the conversation between David and Stefano on weather. If somebody wants to get a car wash forecast in their market, you and your brother sort of did that from a grassroots. But if we want to encourage meteorologists to think about it, What do you think would be the best way to go about that? The easiest way to do it is, and again, we've been talking about commercialization, just make sure that you stay generic with it. It's very easy to throw in a forecast and just make it generic so that, you you know, you can hit multiple audiences. So, I mean, what we did was, you know, we were talking about earlier, you take a look at the day, you go hour by hour from, let's say, sunrise to sunset, you go through, you pick the times that are right in that wheelhouse for people's day that people actually have the time to go get the car wash. On the weekends, your window of opportunity is a little bit more open, but on the weekdays, it's a little bit different. People have set schedules. So the easiest way to do it is just go through that hour by hour. You just toss it up there, give people that little look of, you know, the car wash forecast, like we were talking about earlier, really keep it to days that it can be done or or you think it can be done. You know, there's no reason to show a car wash forecast if it's going to snow six inches that day or if it's going to, you know, rain the entire day. That doesn't help anybody. Right. Right. No, I agree. And I've personally found that after you've sent an email to the news station, to the meteorologist, if you have access to their emails, that if you follow that up with a gift basket of cupcakes, hands down. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I found that the news station loves cupcakes. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. That's true. So, we, actually, I walked in. I said, who are these cupcakes for? And they said, they're for you guys. I was like, great. This is awesome. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to learn a little bit here today. So you do an Italian weather word every Wednesday. What was the one for this Wednesday? Ondata di caldo, which is heat wave. Okay. Ondata di caldo. Okay, good. That's, I'm sure, from your heritage, I'm assuming. So, yeah, so my grandparents are, were from Italy, uh, and then, you know, they moved to the United States, and my dad's 100% Italian. We have a lot of Italian relatives on our one side of the family. So, you know, for holidays, Christmas, we do the whole seven fishes, that whole big deal. And we've really just kind of embraced that lifestyle. And my name is very Italian. Uh-huh. And it's actually how Italian Weather Word Wednesday got started, if you want to hear that story. Okay. When I first started working here, Stefano DiPietro was a little tough for people to pronounce. 
once I first started working here around five years ago. And every now and then it's still a little bit rough, but I get it. There's a hundred ways you can pronounce Stefano, Stefano. Uh, even my dad sometimes will pronounce our last name weird and I have to look at him with some weird look. <laughs> but <laughs> people got to calling me that Italian guy. And because my name was hard to pronounce early on because, you know, early on, not a lot of people are hearing it. And that's how it got started. People kept saying, you know, all that Italian guy on, uh, you know, WBRE and WYOU. And that's kind of how it got started was people not being able to pronounce my name, calling me that Italian guy. And then we just started doing this segment where I would teach everybody a word. And when we first started, we were doing a word a day, which was just way too much. Then we had to pick a set day for it, and we eventually picked Wednesday. That's awesome. Dave? That's great to hear a little bit about you, and uh, that's just awesome. I happened to notice a couple of weeks back in a uh, morning segment, as you guys were wrapping up at the end of the day, your morning anchors razzed you a bit about your obsession with washing your car, and you went on to share uh, that you had been washing cars since you were a youngster from your first Hot Wheel car wash set, which is pretty cool. So what kind of car washer are you? Are are you a driveway guy, a full-service guy, a nearby self-serve car wash guy? What's your flavor? I have done a a little bit of everything. You know, there are certain days where, you know, I'm just in the driveway and I, you know, maybe want to work on getting that base tan down a little bit. So I'll, you know, work out in the sun and clean the car. But, you know, there are times that I just, I know that the clean that I'm going to do is not going to be satisfactory for me. So I will go to a full service car wash. And really in the winter too, when I know that I need to get the underbody completely clean because of all that salt that gets kicked up, or if I know that in the spring, I need to really get this pollen off the car. Those full service car washes are great. And then the self-service car washes, I'll also go do every now and then, you know, if it's a day like today, you know, here in Northeast PA, we're going to reach the nineties. So self-service car wash, sometimes good because you have the little overhang, you can be in the shade a little bit, but there are those times, like I said, where you just need that full service. You got to get the underbody blasted. And I, I just make sure that I keep an eye on that. Well, there you have it. Weatherman's choice. He's non-discretionary, folks. So it, <laughs> sounds like, so it sounds like you know your way uh, around to car washing. Let's turn the tables. I mean, uh, David Began has been and is an operator and, and an owner of facilities out in, in the Colorado market. And you know of me up here in our market. What's been your burning question to ask a car wash operator or about how certain products work. Uh, Let us open the table to answer some of your questions. What I really want to know is, you know, the signs come out all the time in the winter that say, you know, wash the salt off the car. And then then they come out again in the spring, forget the pollen off. And I'm just kind of thinking, is there anything that we can do in the fall and in the summer to try to get more people out there, uh, you know, to the service car washes. What can we do for you guys to, to kind of help along with that? Dave, do you want to go first or? We come from similar climates, but different road conditions. I think you in, in Colorado, you guys don't use as much salt where we here in Pennsylvania use salt and brine. So I think there's a reactionary difference about the product the consumer needs to apply to their vehicle for positive results. There is a bit of corrosive activity that takes place with that salt and brine. In Colorado, they have a salt sand mix that they throw out. 
when it gets cold, but they also use magnesium chloride. I don't think you use that in your part of the world, but I don't think so. They'll spray a magnesium chloride on the road and that is really caustic to a finish on a car. And so there was actually advertising that was done by the Colorado Department of Transportation, which encouraged people to wash their car after a cold snow. They would only throw it out if there was a chance of icing on the roads and they, they would spray it on the roads and they would encourage people to get that off their car. But I, I think a pollen forecast would be really interesting. I hadn't really thought about that, but you know, telling people there's going to be a lot of pollen over the next couple of weeks. And it's super easy to get pollen off your car when you run it through a car wash. But it's also very annoying because then the next day it's right back. <laughs> it is. And, you know, we've gone through, you can maybe attest to this, we've gone through a, a late but heavier pollen season than normal, especially up here Yes, in the Poconos. And we see a lot of different conditions that happen because pollen is just not dust. We also have pine trees and oak trees, their leaves are weeping or that there's sap getting on the car as an affect of this time of season. And then the salt issue, yes, it's always best if if it's going to snow for the next three days. No, there's no sense of going that because there's already moisture in frozen form that's on the vehicle. But yes, it, it is always best within the first couple of days and it's going to be dry for a couple of days and the roads are not going to be moist and kicking up the ground in salt and brine to get that first layer off. Because as David said, there are caustic effects to vehicle finishes and the steels and and metals that are underneath the car that this brine agency that they use is hard on. One of the things that I think, yes, you could point out, because I find this all the time, and we happen to be a 24-hour operator, so you just don't know when someone's going to come in. And especially when our temperatures where the high is going to be 20 degrees and the low may get down to 10 or even zero. Personally, we close our car wash from being 24-hour to when it's below 10 degrees, we'll close the automatic from around six o'clock at night till eight o'clock in the morning because we want sunshine to hit the car. But what I'm getting at is you could encourage your listeners to take a minute to wipe down the door sills. You don't know how many phone calls I get 15 minutes later, I'm frozen in my car. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a popsicle. What do I do? Yeah. (laughs) And and the advance to that is, you know, without mentioning a product, there are plenty of vinyl cleaner type products out there that in advance of winter, and I've posted little cheesy videos on my Facebook page to encourage people to grab something from the vending machine at the car wash that's a vinyl cleaner that has some lubricant to it, and just take a minute and wipe all your the rubber on your door sills down because water and oil don't mix and they won't freeze together if those surfaces are clean. Okay, so great point. There's that. The pollen one, I find in our business, there's a lot of people that are just, they only go through the touchless automatic, which in our industry we call an NBA automatic. During the pollen season, it's a good idea. Take five minutes and go into a self-bay and wash the car yourself, use the foaming brush and things like that, because you got to get a little friction on the car once in a while to loosen up some of the elements that make their way into the pores of the finish of the surface. 
that's a great point. I mean, yeah, I always try to use those. I always try to clean the brushes first, but then I, I always try to use them. We had a couple more questions and we'll let you go, Stefano. So do people still give you a hard time about the forecast? Like if you get it wrong? I mean, yeah, you always get a couple of people here and there. You know, if we predict three inches of snow and they get four, they say, you know, you know why did I get four? And it's, oh, well, you're slightly higher in elevation. Sometimes, you know, with these things, you just can't win. But, it, it, you know, it does happen. And some of them are constructive and we pay attention to them. And then others you just kind of brush off. But it, it does happen every now and then. It's not not all the time, though. Yeah, I was just curious if that still happens. It was funny. I talked to a weather guy. He says, I don't make the weather. I just forecast it. So... And yeah, I don't know what happens. I know it's happened in, a, in the last couple of years, you know, and I kind of know the answer just because I listened to you. There was one where we were predicted to get snow, but then we didn't realize we were going to get 12 inches of snow, <laughs> you know, it was, and, and you guys just come back and say, hey, unfortunately, folks, you know, that cell just sat on top of us longer and it just didn't get moved by the jet stream. That's what we've always tried to do. You know, if we get a forecast wrong, we're not just going to sit back and say, you know, well, we got it wrong. We're going to explain what happened and why it was wrong. So in that case, was there an error in the forecasting model? And can you take the conditions that took place and say, we learned you know, there were some things that happened differently. Does that improve the forecast or in a situation like that, it just happens? It does improve the forecast. And there are certain situations where these things, unfortunately, they just happen. There's like I said earlier, the computer models are not perfect, but there are certain things that can't be ignored. When certain computer models come together and start pointing something out, it's something that we have to take into account. That forecast that we were talking about, there was you know, one model that did show that we were going to get belted by snow, but there were a bunch of other ones that said no. And we, you know, using our knowledge, thought, okay, that's probably what's going to happen is that you know, we won't get too much. And then we got slammed. So we just kind of look back at what the models were thinking was going to happen, what the like, current situation was and the atmospheric setup. And then we'll use that for similar situations down the road. Okay. To your credit, and I was here for a couple of those, is there's a lot more associated with that that raises the level of the viewer and the, and the audience frustration. Both of those storms hit at about three o'clock in the afternoon and by drive time, you know, rush hour, five o'clock, six o'clock, the snowplows weren't able to get out in front of it quick enough. And so sometimes the level of frustration is not actually that you got it wrong. It's just that it became a big inconvenience because now it took someone two hours to get home instead of an hour. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> I have another quick funny story for you guys. I actually, I rented a house in the, in the Poconos maybe three years ago now, two, three years ago. And there was a massive snowstorm. You might remember this one. It was, it was, you know, around two feet of snow. All the major interstates were completely closed. People were sleeping in their cars. And we contacted the house we had rented and said, we're not going to make it. There's a big snowstorm. Can we have a refund due to weather? And they said, no. And I said, okay, well, now we have to go. We don't really have an option. So I said, we either leave now knowing what the forecast was, we either leave now and try and get to the house or we try to leave tomorrow and then never get there. So we decided to leave Friday night and we made it all the way through this storm from where I live in Wilkes-Barre to the Poconos. It's maybe an hour drive. It took us seven hours to get through that storm. We got four miles from the house and met up with a 10 inch wall of snow that we couldn't get through and got stuck in the car all night. 
Was that wow. the famous uh, March one that dumped three feet of snow? Yep. At- that would be the one. I remember oh that goodness. one. And for our listening audience that doesn't have to deal with snow and they're in sunny Florida and then in Sunbelt. Be happy. <laughs> Just let me put it this way. Our snowplow company had to plow our lot 10 times in 24 hours. I will never forget it where we were halfway there and we happened to see a guy from, you know, the PennDOT, the state plowing and he rolled down his window and I was talking to a state trooper because the road up ahead was closed and he rolled down his window and he said, Stefano, watch you every morning. I was like, that's great. Let's get you get in front of me and let's start plowing a path. I got somewhere to go. I said, get in front of me and let's go. <laughs> and said, well, it's good to be the weatherman. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, the trials and tribulations of your business and our businesses and, but there's rewards. I'm sure you get, uh, and I've seen the comments. You are quite the celebrity here in this broadcast area. And I think all of your reviews are very positive. And thank you. Yeah. That, does mean a lot because, you know, what I'm all about here is keeping people safe. You know, I know weather affects, you know, everyday lives of everything from the car wash forecast to kids, you know, kids going to school in the morning, coming home from school in the afternoon, which might not even happen this year, but it makes a huge difference in people's lives. And that, you know, goes back to what happened to my mom when she was caught in that hurricane. And for that time that we, you know, didn't talk for her for six, seven, eight days, we had no idea what happened. And I didn't want anybody to be in the dark like that. And I wanted to make sure that I could be here to let people know what the weather is, how it can impact their lives and how they can stay safe. If you know a worst case scenario were to happen. Yeah. It's exciting to hear that life experiences oftentimes make us better professionals. Yes, absolutely. Very much so. Yeah. One more question. We'll let you go. Your co-host were giving you a hard time about being on a car wash podcast. I saw from last week. You need to tell them it's an $18 billion industry, the car wash industry. So it's- Listen, I think they're just annoyed with me because every time I go through the car wash and I send them a video of me through the car wash with the song car wash playing in the background. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine. I wasn't in the car wash industry in the eighties, but I guess that must've been the theme song for every car wash convention. Oh, it had to have been. There's no way you went through a car wash without that song blasting in the background. But I do it. I do it every single time I go. And there's a list of people I have on my phone that it gets sent to. That's funny. That's great. Now they have a ringtone for that. Oh, they do. <laughs> do they? Oh, gosh. They do? Oh, sure gosh. They do. If my phone went off in the studio with that ringtone, they'd probably throw my phone out the window. You know what? You might want to find it and give your two anchors uh, a little surprise tomorrow, you know? Well, guys, this is great. Thank you so much. Stefano, thank you so yeah, much thank for, you for having joining me. us. This was terrific. Thanks for all the information. Helps us understand not only the weather, but uh, how to kind of work with the, the car wash forecast. And Dave, thank you so much for your time and perspective on this as well and getting this set up. All right. No problem. Uh, appreciate doing so. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Well, thank you. And thank you for listening to this episode of Car Wash, the podcast. You can get this podcast anywhere you get podcasts or on the ICA website under the Car Wash magazine. And for David Begin, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Car Wash the Podcast. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. 
Our podcast is a free, on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.